thanks. That's all for today. Thanks, 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 that's all for today. Thanks. That's all for today. Hello and welcome back to Thanks That's All For Today, a podcast hosted by me, your host, Harriet Mullen. Hello, first of all, thank you so much for all the plays and downloads so far this season. I am over the moon with the response for season four, so thank you so much. On today's episode, you are in for an absolute treat. If you're a ballroom or Strictly or Burn the Floor fan, then you are going to love this episode. This week, I get to sit down and chat to British ballroom and Latin champion, West End and Broadway star and Strictly Come Dancing legend, the incredible Robin Windsor. Hello everyone and welcome back to Thanks That's All For Today, a podcast hosted by me, Harriet Mullen. And on today's episode, I'm extremely excited because we have British professional Latin and ballroom dancer, Strictly Come Dancing legend and theatre star, Robin Windsor. Hi, gorgeous. Hi, darling. So good to see you. It's been a very long time. I think five years since we've uh, uh, graced the stage together. Oh my God, I miss singing for you so much. I used to love, so quick anecdote here, Robin and I met on the UK tour of Keep Dancing and I was lucky enough to sing A Thousand Years for Robin Windsor and Anya Garnis every night. We used to have a little moment, didn't we, where we used to like reach out to each other. It was gorgeous. I love a little reach. And then I was lucky enough to perform for Robin at the Novello Theatre in 2018. And we used to have such a good time on stage, didn't we? Do you remember the jive section? I loved Jumping it. jive where we jumped up on the platform together. I had a little boogie. We did. We did. That is my claim to fame. I'm like, I've had a boogie <laughs> with Robin Windsor, ladies and gents. But it's so good to see you. How are you? I'm very good. I'm currently on tour. Um, it's my day off today and uh, I'm currently on tour with a show called Come What May which I did last year and it was such a success that they brought it back this year and I jumped at the chance to be back in it it's, it's such a great show it's like a, a a tribute show to a movie musicals and Moulin Rouge especially um, it's it's basically it's the ultimate tribute that there is to movie musicals oh, amazing have you got a favorite number in the show uh the can can I never, I never in a million years saw myself doing the can-can, but I am can-canning my way across the country at the moment. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming to see me on your day off. I do appreciate it because I know what it's like touring. It gets so busy and I know you've got like radio interviews today and you're just very, very, very busy. Where can people come and see you on tour? Are you going everywhere across the UK this time? All across the UK. Um, you can check it out on uh, com. Um, we're across the UK and then we actually finished with a show in Monte Carlo, which I am so excited about. No way, that's fantastic. Yeah, we're at, we're at the sporting club in Monte Carlo um, uh, towards the end of April. So we've got another three months on the road to go first. So let's go straight on to your credits. So everyone knows you as a beloved Strictly Come Dancing star. You've danced with celebs like Anita Dobson, Deborah Meaden, Patsy Kenzie, and the wonderful Lisa Riley, who we absolutely yes. love. We worked with her on Keep Dancing as well. What an absolute babe. And your theatre shows, your credits for that include 
burn the floor, the biggest ballroom show out there. Also, you were in Putting on the Ritz, Floor Play, Dance in the Music UK Tour, and most recently, as you mentioned, Come What May. And the shows that you've done have taken you all over the world, from the West End to Broadway. I mean, fabulous. Um, And even Australia for Dancing with the Stars. And since 2015, I know that you started your teaching classes for same-sex couples and also beginners ballrooms. So you've been a busy, busy man. Have you got a favourite job from all those credits? Do you know what? I've loved them all, and that's a bit sort of cliche to say, but um, there's something special about either performing or teaching someone to dance. There's, it's so rewarding. Um, I think my best job out of all of them, everyone would assume that I would say Strictly, mm. but for me, it was headlining Burn the Floor on London's West End. Um, I'd been with that show already for 10 years before I joined Strictly. Then it hit the West End and they asked me to come back and headline. And, and the day that the signage went up above the Shaftesbury Theatre, I, I stood across the road and watched it go up and I sat outside and I sobbed for about 20 minutes because every little kid's dream is to see their night name in lights in London's West End. Mm-hmm. And it was happening. And I remember somebody coming up to me and saying, are you okay? And I'm like, I just pointed up and I went, that's me up there. And it was just tears coming down my face. And they were like, oh my God. And the first thing they said, your mum must be so proud. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget it. And uh, it was it was that tied in with my face being splashed across the underground on every bus, taxi, you name it. My friends are like, Robin, we love you, but your eyes are following us all over London. <laughs> Oh, amazing, amazing. You were in Burn the Floor for quite a long time, weren't you? Yeah, I joined Burn the Floor in 2002 um, and I finished up on Broadway with the show in 2009, 2010. We did a what was only supposed to be a three-month run at the Long Acre Theatre in Broadway, but we got extended twice and we were there nearly a year and we broke all the box office records at the Long Acre Theatre as well and the first ever ballroom show to be on Broadway. So yeah. for us, that was so, so special. Um and then it was from there um, I, I headed off back to the UK to uh, to hit the TV with Strictly Come Dancing. So the question is, Broadway, West End or telly, Robin? What, what's been your favourite? <laughs> oh, gosh. That's like asking if I've got kids, which one I like the best. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I'm, it's a, that's a real tough question. I think I would say burn the floor. There was something so special about doing what I loved at the highest possible level, traveling the world, getting paid for it. And everyone on that show was amazing. And so many of those dancers have come from Burn the Floor too strictly. Mm. I mean, you've got people like Kevin, Karen, Ali Jeanette, Joanne, Clifton, um, Diane, Kai, Luba, Natalie Lowe. You name it, there's been loads and loads and loads of them. So we've always been a family together mm. in our little world. So I'm so happy that they'd all joined Strictly as well it was like that Burn the Floor family was just sticking together yeah oh I'd love to see Burn the Floor I I just remember getting into the whole ballroom world obviously not as a dancer although we all know you know I'm an absolute pro um the strong arm the strong arm (laughs) and cute dancing was all I did in the Gloria Estefan medley there we go oh yeah I remember that It was just always the strong arm. So obviously, huge moment for you, headlining in a West End theatre. And was that something that you've always wanted to do as a child? Was ballroom something that you got into from a really young age? 
Well, in the ballroom dancing competitive world, which is where I came from, our aspirations were to become world champion. That was it. That was all there was for us. That was all we focused on. Um, and it was work, work, work. And I represented England all over the world um, and got myself to the highest possible level. and was uh, England's number one Latin boy under 19s. And then England's number one ballroom boy was under 16. So I switched. I switched styles somehow. Um, but I started to dance when I was three years old. Uh, my parents um, used to teach at a local dance school from Ipswich, where I'm from. Despite this weird Australian twang that I have, I am from <laughs> Ipswich. I'm a Suffolk boy. <laughs> And which you heard right there, boy. And um, they caught me wiggling my hips in the mirror when I was three. And they said, would you want to have a lesson? And I, I, I said, yes. And that, the rest is history. I just started to dance, started to learn all the, all the, all the dances that you see on Strictly. Um, and then I started to do them at a competitive level. So I remember entering my first competition at uh, five years old, which I won. But I was the only entrant in it. So um, oh. it wasn't too hard. But I got that bug of winning. I remember that I knew that there was something special about having that first place trophy in my hand. And it was from then that it just spurred into me representing my town, then Suffolk, East Anglia, then around the country and then representing the country around the world. Oh, fantastic. Oh, my gosh. So from wiggling your hips in the mirror... To champion. Yeah, three. I loved moving to music. There were, um, I don't really remember it, but as I've got older, I, I know I love moving to music. So I think I was going to be a dancer regardless, but I happened to be in a ballroom environment. So that's that's the route that I took. You just absolutely shine on the dance floor. Like You're not just a great dancer. You've got obviously fantastic technique and you're brilliant at your craft, but you've got this charisma that I just don't think you can teach. You just stand out. You just have this absolutely amazing ability to captivate the audience. And I think that's something that you just can't teach. So you must have just been born with it. There's something magical that happens to me when I set foot onto either a dance floor or a stage. It's almost like this electricity that runs through my body. And um, anybody that's ever been on stage for, for anything, really, whether it be for a speech in business or something like that, you walk out onto stage. And if you've got the confidence to do that, because it's really tough to start to first get out there. The moment that you stand in front of a full audience cheering you on, there is something magical that happens. And I, I, everybody should get the opportunity to try that once in their life. Definitely. And what was your first professional job? My first professional job was actually burn the floor as, as a dancer. Uh, I stopped competing when I was 19. I got myself into a bit of financial situation, a bit of trouble, um, and ended up giving up dancing, actually, um, to be able to save myself. And as a result, got myself into a bit of trouble in London at the time. I was young. I'd recently come out. I hit the wrong sort of scene and uh, things were spiraling a bit out of control. And um, it was, was, was what happened was I bumped into my old dance partner. Her name was Coralie um, and she lived in Southampton. But I bumped into her outside Topshop when it was there on Oxford Street. And she said to me, oh, my God, are you OK? You look terrible. I was like, I'm not great. I miss dancing. I'm struggling. I don't really know what I'm going to do. And she said, look, I'm missing my dancing. Um, how do you feel about coming to live with me in Southampton? And with my family, which she hadn't even told them yet, and uh, and go and work on the cruise ships together. At least we can st still do some dancing and get paid for it and have make a career out of it. Um, so I went down to Southampton and we spent six months 
um, training ourselves up. I needed to put some weight on. She needed to lose some. Her words, not mine. And uh, <laughs> and we got ourselves ready. And the, the day that we sent off the VHS tapes, because it was that long ago, um, Coralie got a phone call from Jason Gilkerson, who's now the creative director on Strictly Come Dancing, but he was the director of Burn the Floor. Mm. And he said, Coralie, we would like you to come back to Burn the Floor because she'd already been part of it. Um and she said, they said, we've got somebody for you to dance with. And she said, I can't come alone. I- I'm dancing with Robin again. I, I couldn't just leave him. And uh, Jason said, I remember him. Can you send a photo back through dial-up connection? It took a couple of days to get it to Australia. Um, we got a phone call back and said, and all it was was bring him with you. Amazing. Um, no audition, no anything based on my reputation from my competitive career and a photograph. I had my dream job just given to me. So had I not been in that right place at that right time, I probably wouldn't be here today, to be honest, um, because things had got that bad. So I owe and thank Coralie, her family, for the support on, and the belief in me and giving me the chance, Jason, for giving me the chance to join the show. I can't believe that. That's, that's amazing, Robin. I had no idea. Well, I thought it was only going to be a three-month tour of the US, Um which it was, but then I kept getting asked back and again and again. And 10 years later, I'm still touring the world. And I got, I got to see the whole world. And it's amazing how much your life can change in an instant, sometimes good, sometimes for the bad. But in this instance, my entire life changed. And what a fantastic friend as well. Yeah, I owe, I owe Coralie everything. Also, how amazing that you got your dream job from your reputation. You know, it's not like you haven't had to audition and you've got a role. Your whole life, you've worked towards that point. So you've been able to rely on your reputation. Because to to give up dancing at 19 years old, that was the most traumatic thing for me that could ever happen. Because for me then, I I needed to find a way of replacing it. So I was partying and spiralling out of control. Um, as a replacement because I wanted to dance and mm. I needed to numb the pain because those out there who dance will know how much joy dance brings you and it's great for your mental health mm. it keeps going it brings happiness to everyone so we're going to do a a little game here called would you rather it's a quick fire round so I'm just going to okay. ask you a few questions. I just want you to tell me which one you would prefer. Okay. Robin Windsor, teach, perform, or choreograph? Perform. Excellent. Upbeat number versus slow dance. Now that's my technical term, slow dance. Well, it really does depend on my mood, but I am generally a very upbeat, happy person. I love all the upbeat, fast stuff. I'm a, I'm a little bopper, really. But then again, sometimes when you go to do a slow dance and you're, you can use all the emotion that's built up in you to perform that at its best. So, but I will go for the upbeat. Go for the jump jive and then you wail. Yeah. Oh, I. Take what there, babes. Um, okay. Do you prefer to dance in a large cast or with a partner? A large cast. I think I spent most of my life being in shows with a large cast, all boring dancers, so everybody is there. There were no real stars of the show of Burn the Floor. It was more of we were the stars of Burn the Floor, Mm -hmm. and that's what made that really special. And do you prefer to dance to modern music or more of a classical style? Uh, 
very classical old school ballroom dancing cheesy cha-cha numbers that you would see on the old old come dancing because that that's the music that we grew up with in our competitions that's been my life story and I, I played some of it actually for a friend of mine the other day and um and ollie just looked at me and he was like what on earth are you listening to <laughs> but for me that's that's the soundtrack of my life these very old school cha-cha-cha tracks and you mentioned earlier briefly about teaching and obviously I know you have your classes. Do you prefer to teach professionals or beginners? Um, a bit of both, really. I think there's something really special about teaching beginners and watching them learn and improve and get better from somebody who had nothing to then be able to dance. You can look at them and go, do you know what? I did that. And there's something really special about it. Could you give me a live dance session right now? <laughs> That's part yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> lovely so we're going to go on to story time now we're going to go on to audition stories now when I asked Robin if he'd like to be on the podcast his answer was that he had a corker of a story for me about auditions which we love we love on this podcast Okay, so uh, I was in probably my fifth year of Burn the Floor, maybe my sixth year of Burn the Floor, and we were doing our second stint in Reno, Nevada, which is not the best place in the world. Um, and I was feeling that um, I wanted to do something else. So I left the show and I came back to England and I'd been set up for an audition for Dirty Dancing. And I was told, I said, I don't sing or anything like that. They said, it's okay. It's just a dance audition. It's going to be absolutely fine. And I'd never auditioned for anything in my life. I mean, very fortunate I'm able to say that. I'm very privileged that I've never had to audition for, or never had had to have auditioned. And I turned up for this audition and there were so many people there and it was at Sadler's Wells. And uh, they taught all the boys cha-cha-cha, girls cha-cha-cha. And, of course, I nailed it. There was no real boring dancers there. But there was a girl there who won a TV show called Dirty Dancing, something like Time of My Life or something mm. like that years ago. And I got partnered up with her to do the couples things. And we danced and everybody clapped when we finished. I was like, oh, my gosh, I've got this in the bag. And um, they said, right, we called everybody back for uh, for vocals in the afternoon and I went up to them and my name was there. I went up to them. I said, look, I'm sorry. I was told this wasn't a, a singing audition. I've never sung in my life. They said, oh, it's okay. We just want to see what people can do and things like that. So went for lunch. I remember calling my partner at the time going, babe, I, I can't do this. I'm going to leave. I, I can't sing in front of people. It's like, it's going to be like the worst X Factor audition ever. And he was like, you stay. This is your opportunity. You stay and do this. And I came back after lunch and everybody had sheet music. I didn't even know what sheet music was. And everybody warming up and I'm just looking around going, oh, my gosh, this is going to be horrific. And they put us all outside this room and they did it all in alphabetical order. So my surname is Windsor. So I was last. And I had to sit and listen to everybody oh, go no. in there, belt out songs from Les Mis, Phantom, you name it. And I was shaking. And I remember somebody next to me go, are you okay? I'm like, I don't sing. I've never sung. I'm petrified. I don't know what to do. I'm going to go in there. And it's, and I was getting myself all worked up. And everybody was so lovely and supportive. 
mm-hmm. um, which I wasn't expecting because, um, you know, it's a very cutthroat business and everybody's there at that job. Everyone in there was being really, really, really supportive and said, don't worry, it's OK. I went into the room. And I said, I said to him, look, I'm really sorry, I, I don't sing, so I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do. And um, they said, well, can you sing happy birthday? And I just looked at them and I went, I can't, I'm not singing happy birthday. What a stupid idea is that? And they said, what, well, can you sing something? I said, well, I know all the words to light my fire because it's in the show I've just left. So um, I can do that. And they made me go to the piano and sort of get me some, some kind of pitch or whatever, key or whatever it is. I'm still, I still don't sing, as you can tell. And the guy on the piano went, just go and stand in the middle of the room, sing your heart out, okay? And there were five people, like an X Factor audition, in front of I closed my eyes and I sung my heart out. And I thought it was pretty good. And as I opened my eyes, the guy on the right was literally belly laughing. And he was trying not to. And you know when you're not supposed to laugh? Poor guy crying so hard, but I could see him start to shake. And I was like, oh, my God, was it that bad? And he went, no, he said, it's just that you closed your eyes so tightly, you looked like you were desperate for a wee. <laughs> he said, it actually wasn't too bad. You can sing in tune. Um, so think about trying some lessons or something. And as I was the last person, the, the other guy come up to me and he went, look, we don't normally say this to people, but you, you're not right for this. He said, you're far too muscular because I was a really big boy then. Shaved head with a beard. You, you just don't fit what we're looking for. And he said, I see that you have come from Burn the Floor, which seems really good for you. Um, we asked why I left. And he said, I suggest you give them a call and see if you can go back. So I did. Mm. And spoke to them. they said, we were waiting for your call. And I went back to Burn the Floor, and that's when we went to San Francisco and Broadway. And so, again, it was all about the timing. And if it wasn't for that guy behind that desk that came up to me and said, get yourself back to Burn the Floor, mm-hmm. not where I am now would have happened again. So it was one of those moments. Robin's career is sliding door moments. Bless you, closing your eyes as well. I was, I was so nervous. Uh, that's probably the most nervous I've ever been. Oh, it's awful when you have to audition for a discipline that you're not strong in or you're not trained in. It's just, it's awful. And it's, it feels like a bad dream. You're like, no, but you don't understand. I can't actually do this discipline. I've got no training in it, but fair play to you being like, well, I I don't sing, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you a song. Cause some people would have gone, oh, I'll just sing happy birthday then. And, and sort of given that a go, but fair play that you were like, well, I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it a go. And I'm going to sing you a song. Yeah, I gave it a go. I, Apparently it wasn't that bad. And as I've got older and I've done a few pantos and things now, and they have asked me to sing and I've I've sung little bits and I've started to get his confidence. Mm. It, singing to me is all about having the confidence to do it in front of people because I think I can sing amazing in the shower. But if you put someone in the... No, that sounds wrong. If you put someone in the shower with me, I wouldn't be able to... <laughs> Robin Windsor, there's plenty of people that would like to be in the shower with you listening to you sing. Don't put that out there. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> so i just want to ask you a couple of questions about the strictly era before i ask you for some advice a few fan questions from myself um have you got a favorite dance from the show 
Yeah, it was one that I did um, with Christina Rianoff, uh when we danced to the artists that come in and perform on the result show. Uh, we did a number to Jar of Hearts. With, um, Christina Perry was singing it live with hundreds and hundreds of candles on top of the piano. And um, we were, at the time, we were breaking the boundaries a little bit where um, Christina had bare feet. There was, I've never said no, no one had ever had bare feet on Strictly before at that point. And we did more of a contemporary rumba. And it was very different and for me to this day it's one of probably one of the best numbers that I've ever done beautiful and what was your audition process like for Strictly because you mentioned earlier that quite a few people from Burn the Floor have then gone on to work on Strictly Come Dancing so would you say Burn the Floor is like a feeder into Strictly uh feeder that's not the right word but like (laughs) is it is it a way into Strictly doing Burn the Floor um yes and no I mean a lot of people know that the talent in Burn the Floor and the work ethic in Burn the Floor is there. So they know if they get someone from Burn the Floor, they're going to be good. Um, and you'll notice whenever they have a, a, a new new dancers arrive, one of them generally is from Burn the Floor, just because they know they're good. Um, I didn't dance for them in my audition. I'm pretty sure they must have seen some video somewhere. Um, all they wanted to see was me on camera and how I would react to certain questions. And and that was it, really. And I got a call a week later going, we'd like to offer you the job. I absolutely screamed the place down inside because I didn't want them to realise how excited I was. <laughs> and they told me that you can't tell anybody because we haven't told the people who are leaving that they're leaving yet. So um, I had to keep it to myself. And I said, go out and celebrate. And I'm like, with who? <laughs> so I just went to the pub and had a few tequilas on my own. What was your favourite thing about doing the show? Not necessarily about the dancing, but was there a thing about the show that you just loved year in, year out, being involved in? The Strictly Bubble. I know you hear people talk about this Strictly Bubble. It's incredible. I know all the dancers. We've all competed together, most of us, through our lives. But you're getting to meet all these celebrities all the time and um, never really met anybody. I mean, when we did Burn the Floor, we had Matt Damon and J-Lo and Meatloaf come to watch us and things like that on Broadway. But to actually work close up close and personal with celebrities it was amazing um and then you start to realize you know what even though they're celebrities they're just normal people mm. and you know them and you get friends and things like that and I, I never quite got over jason donovan doing the show when i was growing up when him and uh, scott and charlene were neighbors together and they got married it's mine of my favorite moments ever on television and i would loved him so much when they announced jason donovan doing the show i squealed a little bit with delight and then when I met him, I went, I've never been so shy in my whole life. Oh. And he's so lovely as well. Oh, wouldn't that have been amazing if they were doing the same sex partners then and you and Jason Donovan could have danced together? Babe, I'd have had a coronary. I, I don't think I would have been able to manage that. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, thank you so much for today. Before the end of the podcast, at this point, I always ask my guests for a little bit of advice. So Robin, if you could give a piece of advice to any aspiring dancers or performers out there, what would it be? Persistence. It's the one word that I will, will use and give to anybody is persistence. You've got to be persistent with your practicing. You've got to be persistent with going for jobs. And you're going to get so many no's before you get that yes. But you've got to keep going because out there is that job for you. It's waiting for you. But you've got to make sure that you go knocking on every single door that you possibly can, because one of those doors will get answered. 
Excellent advice. Persistence is definitely key. Robin Windsor, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so gorgeous to see you. Before we go, please could you just sign us off with the title of the podcast. Thanks. That's all for today. Thanks. That's all for today. Gorgeous. <laughs>